Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. In this segment, we have a roundtable where she serves, she matters. What she voices, our coalition partner, Sista Soldier. April is Sexual Assault and Autism Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, April 9th, 2022. Just heard our governor, Cliff Kelly, in the break. I'm the co-host, Sean Claiborne, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And don't forget, you can connect with us on Facebook Live right now. You can see us live streaming on Facebook. And also search our previous shows on YouTube and at platforms like Roku and Zandra's TV Network. That's Zandra's with a Z as in Zulu. Like and share. Leave comments. Ask questions on Facebook Live. And we have our partner on the line, Miss Sista Soldier. Are you out there with us today? I am. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. You are, you are a U.S. Army veteran, president, and CEO of She, she Vet, She Inspires. And we have a, some powerful things to talk about, but I want to kind of give a little bit of, of a of an intro. So she's is this, you're the show host of She Voices, She Serves, She Matters. And that's an intuitive storytelling, producing, creating uh, television show. You also have She Vet Inspires. Um, you're the primary owner of She Works Digital Network Staffing. And so tell us about, in a brief second, because you've been on our show a lot, but just give us a quick take on the mission of She Vet Inspires and She Voices before we get into our topic. So people understand where you're coming from and also get an idea about what we're about to get into. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me again, Sean. It's always a pleasure. So she she works digital and she vet inspires um, all sit under the umbrella of she vet Inc, which is a media company. And what we are about is helping women in the military community discover their voice and be heard. And it's it's really about helping us to transition from the military and find our way back into society in a creative way to really find the core of our soul and operate in our purpose. So many times we start a career or, or um, you know, venture in our lives, and then we subdue it because life happens. And I want to bring that, I want to spark that flame <clears throat> for the women who are reentering back into society so that they can really uh, live their best life. I think that's really powerful, and I think it's well-spoken in what you mentioned, and something we need in all aspects of our lives to be able to tell our stories. I think our stories are so important. I love storytelling. I don't do it as much as I used to. So what does storytelling do for you? Well, I found, um, you know, when I exited out of the service, I kind of felt like who wanted to hear me, right? Um because being in the in the service for so long, it was always at ease. 
speak when you're spoken to. And so somewhere along the line, my my voice got smothered in the ability of waiting to hear for someone to command me or give me authorization to speak. And what happened is that trickled over in other areas of my life. And so it caused a lot of things that that held me back, for one. And when I um, started realizing that I needed to find me and I needed to find I needed to tap into the creativity that was on the inside of me that actually allowed me to start self-expressing again. So I ended up being a a part of a couple of um, autobiographies, started writing. I first started out with my blog. Actually, it started on Facebook. You know, you ever see anyone get on Facebook and they write these long stories and they're really good and captivating, but then you wonder, why are they writing all of this on Facebook? So (laughs) I realized that those stories didn't belong on Facebook because if Facebook decided to kick me out, I would not have access to them again. So I created a blog that I could self-express and just really start expressing things that I was recognizing in my journey. And from there, it actually led to being a part of an autobiography and several books. And I found the more that I did that, the more I was able to find who I am and really start having fun in life outside of the military. Hmm. So you talked about the the why you encourage the people to tell their stories. Tell us how you encourage people to tell their stories. So we offer training and being able to start the practices of writing and getting getting familiar with writing stories and and uh, helping them to learn how to write if they want to you know writing is a imperative part of storytelling and media as a whole we tell stories with everything so if someone is a photographer there's a story in that. And I teach them how to identify the story that they that only they can can visualize. Is when we are able to captivate a story in a in a in a audio form, in a photography form, in a pictureistic or a video or something of that nature, then now we are able to inspire others. So we teach them the the art of storytelling so that if whatever that creative uh, practices that one have, and they want to start honing that and really learn how to be self-expressive, they can begin to identify how to put the story together. Hmm. So we offer classes in that. We also help with employment, um, and it all circles around storytelling. Wow, that's, that's powerful. Now, so we, we learned that if you've ever studied storytelling, you, you learn that a story basically is something with a beginning, a middle, and an end. So that's the big classic definition mm-hmm. of a story. But what makes a good story? Well, what makes a good story is when you have, well, we call it the antagonist. You have to have the antagonist, which is like the villain, and then you have someone who is going through a journey, and that journey is not all peachy king. They have obstacles in it. When we watch television or a movie or something of that nature, we see parallel stories taking place. Because if we follow just one person, then it kind of would be, you know, boring for mm-hmm. the most part. But you start to see more than one story 
that is taking place and it piques an interest because we know that we can relate in some form or fashion and yet we are trying to figure out how it's working for them and what are the strategies that they had taken that helped them to survive or get over it, get through it, or to win. And it usually ends up where the story has a positive end to it or a suspense because there may be something that is coming again, a, a sequel. So if there, uh, if there's a sequel, then it's going to be a more of a suspense at the end. And we see that in the Avengers, those types of movies, things like that, you know, where we are left wondering, is there something else that's going to take place? And we know that they're going to come out with another movie and, and it causes everybody to go back and watch it. Hmm. So in, in real life, what are the antagonists or the villains that we run into often, you think, most often? If you could, so, if you could quantify that, you, I know that's even, that's even something we can even quantify. But yeah, 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 that's good. So an antagonist doesn't always have to be a person. Hmm. It can be an emotion. Oh, wow. It, it can be something that we are feeling in our in our uh, in our mind in our in our spirit that we are uncomfortable with, and we don't know how to approach that. You know, so it's not always an individual. It could be an experience that we're going through that we have to figure out how we can get beyond it, and then it and that one experience may have a lot of hurdles that it causes us to break through in order to be able to come out on the other side. So take, for instance, someone who has had a traumatic uh, experience, whether it be an abusive situation, whether it be a, uh auto accident or, um, or just, you know, post-traumatic stress for whatever reason. Well, that is the antagonist that we have to figure out how can we overcome those hurdles and this and sharing what those obstacles are always allows us to be able to see it from a different perspective. And if we can write it down and look at it on paper and see how it may be approaching us and, and connected with other things, other situations that others have experienced or we have experienced in a different form, then we'll know how to, overcome that a lot easier and it's better to write it out and get it out of the mind you know you heard that 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 verbiage it's better out than in yeah because then so is so is a story a story if it's never told mm. Mm. A story that's never told can not only cause a lot of ailments in the body, cause a lot of damage from mental illness, from health-wise. You hear people who uh, come up with health issues because their body is trying to figure out how to maneuver around these these obstacles in their body that is created with the mind. Mm-hmm. It's created with the mind that's constantly there and building its plot. So if we don't approach it from a different way, and writing is one of the best ways that I know, um, if we don't approach it, then it starts to show up in other areas. Wow. Now I'm mad at myself because I'm going to bring something up that I was, said I wasn't going to talk about because I, I, I 
I care but don't really care about the story. So now I got to talk about Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to talk about Will Smith. I yeah. wasn't trying to talk about it. I was trying to avoid it. It was tired of it. I didn't want to hear about it no more. So I've, someone told me, a wise man told me, the pastor actually told me, he said when a person reacts with violence, it's because they lost the verbal battle. They could not tell their story, so that's why they resort mm. to violence. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and that that's that's one way it starts to show up. It starts to come. It starts to come out in a different way, whereas we can't control it. So that's why if we write it out, then now we are more in control of, you know, at least getting it out of what of inside and sharing it with other. There is such a relief when we share a story, a painful story. I know that I was in situations that I was in an abusive situation for years. And the more I began to write about it in my in the anthologies and, and talk about it and get it out into the atmosphere, it really freed me because it has something to do with the oxytocin and cortisol, you know, in mm-hmm. the body. And so when, when the, I realized the stronger I became when I, when I started speaking about it, and then it wasn't so much a, a twitch that, or a quench when I, would, when I would think about it. And now, like even now, it, it's easy for me to talk about it because I know that I'm not living in that moment. I'm in a new moment right now. And that was then, and I can't allow that to, to dictate my future. The worst, most, the most, uh, the most powerful story, the best, or your favorite story about healing. Oh, the my one of my favorite stories is really it's about Jesus in the Bible because that was the greatest storyteller that has ever lived and walked the face of the earth. He walked around in in the synagogues and shared stories with people, and they could relate because it was as if they were looking in a mirror. You know, they could relate. When we hear stories, when we can relate to them, that's when the change happens and hope is built. So that's my favorite stories is all of the stories that he walks and shared to build the faith of the people who he encountered. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a, part, a very powerful story about healing because pretty much the whole story is about healing. Because um, they're talking about yeah. bringing people that have, that have different lives, people that that are that are the Pharisees, that are wealthy and rich, that are have issues, and you have people that are down and out that have issues. But everybody has a spot where they need some healing, psychologically, physically, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you, yeah. if you could, if what would be if you had the unlimited budget and you had um, unlimited distribution, what story would you tell the world? Ooh. <laughs> so I would tell the I would tell the world, which is actually my mission, is that we can do and be anything that we desire to be. If we give up the things that are holding us back, such as old stories in our past, and allow them to to see ourselves for what they are which is something that helps catapult us into the future so that we could actually live our purpose here on life, use it as a tool that we would be able to have a life fulfilled. Hmm. And so to inspire people to, to, to continue to um, 
move forward and let go of what may be holding them back so that they can have their life fully expressed. Wow. That's pretty, that's a, that's very articulate. I like that. I like that. I like that idea. And I like the idea that you're, that you're constantly the consummate person trying to empower other people to tell stories, which I like. I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, and even with our show, American Heroes Group, I, I, the reason why I like to do this show is because I, I do like telling stories and sharing stories and hearing stories. And that's what, that's what makes me um, want to be a person that interviews other people. I love interviewing people and doing it for about, I don't know, 20 years now. But I love interviewing people because I love hearing their stories. You know, that's what yeah. makes it, I mean, really, yeah. really, you know, powerful for me is that when you hear those stories, it's, it's, it's intriguing. You know, especially stories about, I always like stories about families. That's always been something powerful for me. When you were growing up, did you, were you around a bunch of storytellers or how did you um, make that connection into and foray into storytelling? You know, um, I, I think I was around storytelling. I, I did. I, I sat at the feet of my elders a lot when I was younger. So I did hear a lot of stories. And, um, you know, even today, my mom still tells stories of her youth and things that happened that are heritage stories. Um, and I found I found that actually being in a creative school, I went to a school where there was a lot of creatives and their the the students, their parents were, you know, working in Hollywood and, and things of that nature. And so it always intrigued me that they had a um a lifestyle that they could go out and like really inspire other people through various ways of telling stories. Hmm. And then, so yeah. do you think we, do you think there's, there's, um, on the flip side of that, do you think there's, there's too many negative stories or false stories? So where's the, where's the line between, cause it, cause what, we're, what you're talking about to me, what I interpret is that you're talking about all the stories you're talking about are about truths. They're about telling, it's about, it's about facing reality, but also understanding, you know, what you're going through to articulate what's really going on inside your mind, inside your heart and your spirit. So it's really about fact finding. It's about exploration. It's about the truth. Are there, are there too many false narratives? Um, and where do those where do those stories come from? Where do those false narratives come out um, from social media and things like that that seem to do damage or create controversy? Where does what does that where does that stem from? Well, those those stories stem from um, in everything. There's a yin and the yang, and there is a truth and a fiction and it's based upon I like to look at it as it's based upon the eye of the beholder so if someone is infiltrated with a lot of negativity that's that's what they're going to put out but if they focus on the positive more than anything then that's what they're going to put out so if we we have the opportunity to write literally write our future, write our our pathway. And so if we if we spend time in those areas where there's a lot of negativity, then that's what we are creating. It's through our voice, because words have power. We're we're creating that with our in the written form and the verbal form. So it's all about the eye of the beholder. And one of the, this is why it's so important to me to put out inspirational stories because we have enough of the negative that people 
tend to veer towards that, and then it becomes a narrative for many to follow because they don't do their own research. They don't find the facts themselves. They don't listen to their own intuitive voice. So they look for something to cling on to, to understand to the best of their ability. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's not a positive narration. Hmm. If you, if, do you, if, do you uh, speak to kids a lot or do you have kids in your family, young children in your family? I do. I do. Okay. I do speak to, to um, when I get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> so what, but I the, love imparting. Yeah. What stories do you tell the kids? So I'm, I'm more of a, you know, I, I guess I, 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 I give stories that they can relate to to understand wisdom because that's one of my favorite words. I'm looking for the wisdom in the things that I'm encountering. So when, I, when I'm sharing a story with someone or an experience, I will go to that wisdom part. So take will. You spoke of will. When I looked at that and I see, um, not only I love the point that you fact that you brought out that it's something that he couldn't verbally say and it came out in an, in a different expression, but when I look at that, I see how we as veterans we get into a community with such as the military, and we so I, when I looked at when I looked at uh, Will, I saw that he was in a character that he wasn't able to pull himself out of. Because when we go into character, it's it's something that we spend hours and days. Actors go into character, they don't they become that person. They become that thing that they are wanting to convey. Otherwise they ha- they won't be they won't appear real. So when they come out of that, they have to be careful to decompress and find themselves again. And if they that. don't, that will become a part of who they are. Wow. However, I got to cut you. I got to cut you off. Got to cut you off, uh, sister, because we got to go. Okay. We have we're out of time. I appreciate your your thoughts and also the information you told us. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.